everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I am your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. Every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're really glad you've joined us. Well, let me be the first to wish you a happy 4th of July, and we thought it would be good to discuss several types of freedom that we enjoy in this country today. So I have the freedom. I'm wearing sunglasses right now. What What is up with that? <laughs> That's the first question. I forgot my glasses. <laughs> my sunglasses are prescription. So I'm sitting here. It is kind of, I'm putting you in the 4th of July spirit here, right? It feels, Picnics it feels and sunny, outside. Yeah, right. And so this is good. Well, one of those types of freedoms that you're talking about, Chris, is the freedom from something. Hmm. So we're going to start with that freedom, the freedom from tyranny, from oppression. It was really we're talking about the type of freedom that so many have fought hmm. for in our country in the times of war. And uh, we're very thankful to everyone who's listening who has been a freedom fighter or maybe related to somebody who fought in one of the wars. I know my dad fought in World War II, and my brother fought in the Vietnam conflict, and so we're so glad for that type of freedom. That's right. Well, in terms of freedom, we thought it might be fun to test our 4th of July knowledge. Oh, gosh. Here we go. How about a quiz? I I have to admit, I'm terrible in history, but I'll I'll give it a shot, if you will, okay? Okay. Or or let's – why don't we do this? Why don't we take turns asking Mm -hmm. questions and see how much we know? Okay, I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. This will be easy. Oh, okay. This should be easy. What historical event do Americans celebrate on the 4th of July? Ah, I know this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. That is easy. It was the formal adoption of the Declaration of Independence. I almost said it was the signing of the Declaration, right. but it was the adoption not the signing. I only know that because I looked it up preparing for the show. I thought you might ask me a question about it. No, that's right. That was the first one. <laughs> so I was one. ready to go. I'm and, ready. <laughs> well, you were correct. The Declaration of Independence was adopted by the Continental Congress in 1776 in Philadelphia. The signers of that document, composed by Thomas Jefferson, uh, knew that this Declaration of Independence from the dictatorial rule of Great Britain might also be literally their death sentence. I know, and against all odds, and even Mm. really against reason, if you think about it, the Declaration told the world that, and I quote, these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. Mm. So the 4th of July marks really the birth of the United States of America. That's why we celebrate this. That's right. This weekend is also time to cherish that original dream, uh, the one for which so many people have died. Right, right. But uh, okay, back to the quiz. Okay, here Here we we go. go. When were fireworks first used in the official 4th of July celebration? You want me to give you some years to choose from? Please, yes. 1777, 1812, Mm -hmm. 1876, or 1901. And where did they come from? Let's add that, too. Okay. Where did they come from? I know that one. 1777, and they came from Kmart. <laughs> I don't think there was one in the country at that point. They, they, Got the year right. They hadn't made it to the United States yet. Okay. So 1777 was correct. Do you know where they came from, really? Uh, China, probably. China. Yeah, yeah they're Chinese. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dr. Linda, here's a question for you. Which presidents first held a 4th of July celebration at the White House? Okay. I was thinking Washington, but there probably wasn't a real White House then, was there? I don't know that in history. Should I know that? I don't think that was called that yet. So let's go with the big guy who had something to do with the declaration. Let's go with Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson would be correct. All right. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Okay, here's another one. All right. Which two U.S. presidents died on the 4th of July the same year? Same year? Same year they died on the 4th of July. So Mm. I'll give you some options. Jefferson and John Adams, Mm -hmm. James Monroe and Van Buren. Fillmore and Jackson or Taft and Harding? See, I think I know this because they died within hours of each other, and they were fellow patriots and political rivals. That's right. That's right. 
Are you ready for this? Yes. I studied D- up. Drum roll. Jefferson yes. was 83 and John Adams was 90. Yeah. And isn't that wild that they died on the same day, hours apart from each other? Right. That's really, that's crazy. I had no idea. So have you got one for me? I do. Dr. Linda, which U.S. president was born on Independence Day? Born on Independence Day. Born on Independence Day. So there's Day. only one in history. Just uh, one. So I was told. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. So I'm going to guess... Uh, I know it's not Ronald Reagan. It's probably nobody in our lifetime. James Madison. That would be incorrect. Oh, God. Was, <laughs> okay. Calvin Coolidge in 18- Well, I had a few to choose from. It a, wasn't a like 50-50 on that one. You had about 44, I guess. <laughs> I uh, Calvin Coolidge was born in 1872. And so Calvin far, he's Coolidge. the only one. Mm-hmm. Born on the 4th of July. Wow. <laughs> All right. Which of the following was not one, so this is a not one, of the original 13 American colonies? Vermont, Georgia, Massachusetts, or North Carolina? Georgia. That's what I would have guessed. Oh, yeah? It's wrong. (laughs) It's wrong. It's Vermont. Really? Now, that really surprised me. It's up there with all those little states. Everybody came over and says, here are the colonies. Right. You had to draw it as a kid. They they landed in New England. I know. So why not go ahead and make it a state of Vermont? I would have gotten that one wrong. Okay. So we love to barbecue Mm -hmm. on this holiday. From what language did the modern term barbecue originate? Spanish, English, or Native American? This is a trick question. It is. So I'll say all of the above. You're right. All right. You're right. I can't trick you. It was a trick question. Mm-hmm. It, it, I thought it would have come from Australia. Now, is that crazy? Because I was thinking on the Barbie. When they say the Barbie barbecue, but I guess mm. it has nothing to do with that. Wow. Okay. So wrong. All right. Well, since we are on food, here we go. Which two states have ice cream as their state desserts? Okay. Virginia and Missouri, Florida and California, South and North Carolina, or Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, wait. States have official state desserts? Indeed, yes. Of who course. thinks of these things? Like, who? how did they vote on this? Like, did they put up, like, brownies and whatever did they say? <laughs> they, ice cream one? T- taxpayer wow. dollars went into figuring out which dessert would be for I, which state. Probably. Right. So I'm going to go with two warm states, Florida and California. It's Virginia and Missouri. Virginia and Missouri. Wow. I don't have any idea why that is. Okay, two states I've lived in. And guess what? I had no idea that right. we had state desserts. All right, here's one. Since we're going to talk about food, here's one. Which state has an apple pie as their state pie? Yes, there is a state pie. (laughs) There's such a thing. Hmm. All right, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., Vermont, or California? Well, since uh, Vermont didn't win last time, let's say Vermont this time. You're right. All right. Now, why would Vermont apple pie? I mean, I don't understand. Well, they make teddy bears. And, uh, <laughs> apple pie, teddy bears, all American. Too, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, enough trivia. You can find a lot of fun quizzes on the internet, and it might actually be a fun thing for you guys to do when you're at home with your family this 4th of July at a party. Mm-hmm. Remember that um, we're Americans. We have a lot of great history that we share together and that people should be free from tyranny right. and oppression. That's the freedom from that we talked about. And these freedoms have inspired people from all over the world to come to this great country and become Americans. You know, to be free and live in liberty is such a privilege that we often take for granted. Stay with us here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show as we go to a short break. More about this special weekend when we return. Okay, let's be honest. There are times when we eat just because life is tense or the kids are driving you crazy or we feel anxious or insecure about a relationship with a friend or a spouse, right? Food might just be too available or I can't help myself or it feels so good to dive into the ice cream sundae. We have a million excuses, but the truth is sometimes we just eat out of emotion. 
not need. You know, it happens to all of us. So how do we fix the problem? Well, here's a quick prescription, and it begins with press pause. If you follow this simple plan, you can say goodbye to mindless eating and hello to the joys of eating. When you press pause, you slow down and begin to listen to your body. Am I truly hungry? What's going on around me that makes me want to put something in my mouth? So here's how to pause. We're going to spell it out. The P stands for purpose, purpose to delay immediate gratification. Then the A stands for attend, attend to the moment, but also be mindful of the future and how your immediate decision might be the one you regret later. Next is the U. Understand that your good intentions and even your willpower don't win the impulsive eating battle. You need a healthy dose of God help. Then the S, strategize. Find ways to incorporate God's help. You invite the Holy Spirit to work within you and you'll discover his strength to improve your self-control. And then finally, the E, execute those changes. So to eat without emotion Press pause before you eat. If you'd like more on this simple plan, check out Dr. Linda's book, Press Pause Before You Eat, available online. You can win this battle. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show this weekend. Remember to follow Dr. Linda on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and follow her BeliefNet blog, Doing Life Together. Yeah, and I I really encourage people to go to the blog. Every time we have a show, I don't know if people realize this, but every show that we do, we actually post a blog with that. So if there's a really important point of the show and you're trying to remember a couple of things, a lot of times that blog that I write will have something to do with that in there. So I think it's real helpful for people to look at. Well, Dr. Linda, we talked about having freedom from oppression, but what about the freedom to do and live our lives according to our values? That's a great freedom. It, it's what we can do in our country. And I feel like we need to be waving flags right now. It's radio, so mm-hmm. people can't see us doing that. But this is where you feel proud to wave the flag. This right. is where you walk down the streets of America or you're in a classroom and you feel like, you know what? We are privileged in this country because we have a lot of freedom to do things. Mm. We took to the streets and asked people what freedoms they valued the most. I value uh, freedom of speech, uh, particularly when there is a right of dissent without uh, any hindrance in terms of violence or unnecessary uh, obstruction to allow one to freely speak his mind. And that would be my uh, number one. So basically... Freedom of speech without the violence. Well, and boy, that's being challenged, I think, in our culture today. You think about all the recent graduations, you know, a month or so ago when different speakers got up in colleges and they had conservative views and the horrible situation in Notre Dame. I was so embarrassed when Mike Pence got up to speak and Mm. several people got up and walked out. I thought, where is that freedom of speech to listen to dissenting ideas or ideas you don't particularly agree with? You know, Chris, so many of our college campuses have this one view, and if you don't believe and think and talk like they do, then they get on you. So I think this is one of the the freedoms that has been really challenged in our culture today. The freedom that I value the most is being able to believe in God and to worship Him. Um, that's that's just really important to me. You know, it's uh, it's something we do take for granted every day. And you look around the world at people who are persecuted for for how they worship or who they worship, 
And uh, we, we here in the United States do not worry about that. You know, there was something in our bulletin the other day, and this is how I don't think about that, because it is a freedom that we all enjoy in the United States. And we were reading through the bulletin, the church bulletin, and there was something about uh, a missionary or some mission thing that they were doing. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was sitting next to Norm in the choir, so I shouldn't have been talking, but I was. <laughs> and I was like, where is this mission? I don't get this. Why is there no? He goes, Linda. Think about this. These people are in a part of the world where it is not safe for them to be publishing where they are. Mm. And it didn't even dawn on me that that is true. So we support a mission in our church that is in an undisclosed area because of how unsafe it is in terms of worshiping God. And obviously, that is a place that has a Christian worldview, and they're teaching people about Christianity and specifically Jesus Christ, those people do not have the freedom. And of course, we're also thinking about so many in the world today. We think of the Coptics in Egypt who have been so brutally murdered for their religion um, in, in Egypt. So we are very, very fortunate that we still can assemble and we still can worship God. I value the freedom to be able to make money and to provide for our families and to make lives for ourselves that we're proud of and we earn for ourselves. Capitalism. (laughs) But it's a freedom. I mean, that's an interesting one. I don't know if I would have thought of the freedom to make money, but Mm. she's right. In America, you can walk into any place pretty much and get a job if you need it. I mean, now maybe a lot of people would argue with that. It's harder to get jobs. And I know a lot of people listening have struggled with jobs. And that obviously was a big focus in the presidential campaign and election. But you can go to a fast food place and get a job or you Mm -hmm. can go and get um, you can start mowing lawns. I heard a story the other day about this 13 year old boy who really wanted to get hired by one of these lawn companies. Mm -hmm. So he went and he said, I I really want to do this. I have a plan. I know what I'm doing. And they were so impressed with him and his desire to get a job that they said, we can't really hire you. But they Mm -hmm. gave him a free lawnmower. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, it is a great idea. So that was really pretty pretty cool, I, I thought. I think she was also referring to the uh, the American dream, like you said. We can go mm-hmm. get a job, but we can also make a job for ourselves with uh, very little repercussion. And I think that's one of the reasons, Chris, so many immigrants come to this country, because they see that as a way to get money to provide for their families. Right. And they really want to do that. So I value the opportunity to obtain an education, to pursue a career of my choice, and also for my family, for my wife to be able to obtain an education. And that is a privilege that many women around the world do not have. True. You look at the Middle East. Right. And, uh, we do have something they don't. I like that. I like mm. that he's thinking about women and women's rights and the freedom to get an education. Now, there's a lot, again, these are so interesting because they're, uh, they're being debated all over the country whether we should have free education or we should pay for our education. But mm-hmm. we do have freedom to get one. Let's listen to another one. I actually have not even thought about this. So I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Sa- okay. Sounds like me well. preparing for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you know, I wonder if that person just hasn't she said I've never thought about it. Yeah. I wonder if you just take it for granted. I think <laughs> so, a, yeah. That's a good one. Well let's listen to somebody else. Freedom that I value the most is the ability to think and act according to my conscience. We live in a culture where there's so many pressures around that you must conform, but without really thinking through the entire process, my experience and what I truly know, if I'm not able to do that, then I really am not able to help others as a physician. Wow. 
conscious, being able to do what you think is right. And sometimes that even means standing up against the law at times if you're feeling like you're forced to do something that's against your your religious beliefs. So that's a really important one to be able to act according to your conscience. I'd like to say that the freedom I enjoy the most is the freedom of speech. But in our country, it seems like that has changed over the last few years, especially with social media. It's so difficult, even though people are constantly expressing themselves. And so we do have that freedom. It's become so angry and so polarized and so divisive that I just don't think that one works so well anymore. But I sure do value my freedom of worship, going to church and being able to express my love of God. That for me is really powerful. And I'm going to guess that we're going to hear that from a lot of people who um, really do appreciate both. I think speech and the ability to worship were part of the reasons why the campaign turned out the way it did is because people value that and really want that. It, it was frightening in that comment about how the idea that our freedom of speech is broken. It's under attack. Yeah. I value the freedom of being able to go to a college or any sort of form of education where people are allowed to speak their minds and to hear about the other opinions from people of different backgrounds and races and to be able to openly share and accept those. You know, that is a value in this country, but that's what's under attack. Right. And that is the point. Mm -hmm. That is the point. That is what you're supposed to go to college for is to hear (laughs) differences of opinions. So we have to fight for that one. Well, the freedom that I cherish most as an American is the ability to worship God openly. Yep. There it is again. Mm. I value the freedom to be able to educate my children with a Christian worldview. And so I've chosen to homeschool them and they are graduating this year. And I'm very pleased with um, the way they've turned out because of that. I love the uh, birds in the background of that one, (laughs) wherever that was. It was was beautiful, wasn't it? And and homeschooling, that's right. You have to educate your children, but you've got homeschooling as an option. The freedom I value the most is being able to read my Bible and worship in our country without being persecuted or without the fear of my life. There are so many countries where you can't do that. I've seen video footage of of a crate of Bibles being delivered to a foreign country, and the people swarm that crate to to get a copy of the Word. And that's something, like we've been saying, we take for granted here, but other countries just can't do that. And we have probably 25 Bibles in our house alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's time to take a, a quick break here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show, but stay with us when we come back. The most important freedom of all right here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Uh, value the freedom of speech because um, it, it's just a great blessing to be able to express what you feel without fear of reprisal. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder what is normal and how do I best impact my child? and his or her eating habits. Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, will give you this confidence the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. Need help navigating complicated relationships? 
Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, provides practical advice for everyday living. Visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com, for individual help. Blogs, videos, podcasts, books, it's all there and free for you. DrLindaHelps.com for your appointment with the Relationship Doctor. Take Dr. Linda's Conflict Style Quiz today at DrLindaHelps.com. That's DrLindaHelps.com. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and this weekend before the 4th of July, we are celebrating our freedom. We want to spend some time in this last segment to talk about our freedom in Christ. You know, Dr. Linda, uh, in the prior segments, we discussed uh, what we are free from and what we are free to do. Now we want to talk about that freedom that comes from Jesus. Yeah, this is the most important freedom of all. And a few people on the street already alluded to their ability to worship Christ Mm. and to uh, raise their kids with a Christian worldview. And that certainly is the most important freedom. So spiritual freedom is really holding those beliefs that exist in the heart, in your mind, in the soul, in every person who believes in God. And such beliefs cannot be controlled. You know, that's the issue, Chris. So many countries try to control that, but you can't take them away if somebody's got Christ in their heart, regardless of whatever's going on in the government or a leadership. This is one thing, and you hear about always the persecuted church Mm. and how people meet secretly and they find each other in these countries and they want to worship in that freedom, that freedom that Christ gives them. It's interesting how privileged Americans are, especially if you're a believer. Here's why. As a believer, you're free from the oppression of darkness. And as an American, you're free from the oppression of a tear. The government or right. some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, this freedom has been taught throughout history and is the bedrock of our society and why we fought so hard for our independence. So it's interesting, Chris, at the University of Texas in Austin, and I know we've been saying a lot of negative things about universities <laughs> on the show, but there is a there is carved in the stone in one of the original main buildings are these words, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Isn't that wild mm, to wow. think? And then, of course, we know that that verse goes on to say, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It makes you wonder how many students walk by those words every day of the school year and have no idea either what they mean or that they're even there. I know. It, it, it is kind of interesting that you think about a lot of our, our educational institutions like mm-hmm. Harvard and Princeton and several of them that were started and have these kinds of scriptures embedded in buildings and in walls, and um, and yet they've moved so far away mm-hmm. from discussions about that freedom. But the truth that would bring freedom isn't some educational construct or ideal, but it is a spiritual one, and that's why we're talking about it now. True freedom comes. It requires that you continue in God's Word. You've got to be in God's Word to really understand how free you are, because I think our minds are so good at telling us we're not free, Mm. that we're victims, that somehow we're trapped in some kind of sin, but God's Word is continuously telling us 
um, that we need to live in that freedom that he has given us. It is only the disciples of Jesus who live in this world who are ever truly free. So even though we have this freedom that is a governmental freedom in our country, there are so many people that are listening to us even now. You may not have the freedom that you really, really need to take you out of that darkness that Chris mentioned and bring you into what God says is his glorious light because it is only the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who can set you free from whatever binds you, whatever keeps you in that darkness. It's his light that will bring new freedom to your life. Romans six twenty through 23 tells us that sin enslaves people for spiritual death and eternity apart from God, but knowing Christ provides freedom from the control of sin and eternal life with him. That's right. Mm. And we, it's interesting. We were just talking about a few of the celebrities that had recently died, and Norm and I were just talking about this in the car, and we were saying, do you think they're with God? Do they know they had all this fame on earth, but did they have the right type of of freedom? The freedom we have in Christ Mm -hmm. is in direct contrast to the bondage of sin, as that Romans uh, 6 chapter tells us. And let me read that. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruits were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Just yesterday, the the, the phrase came to my mind, what is a profit of man to gain the entire world? And to lose his soul. That's right. Hmm. That's right. You know, freedom in Christ provides lasting freedom beyond this life. We never have to worry that our freedom will be taken away. John eight thirty six says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We now know the truth that sets us free as believers. That's another scripture in John. And what is often confusing to non-believers is that our freedom in Christ causes us to serve others. Yeah, freedom found in Christ gives the believer this desire to live for Christ as a servant. It's this servant attitude that we often hear talked about in the Christian faith. It reflects the attitude of Jesus himself during his time on earth. So the bottom line here is the best freedom is that which comes from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We experience true freedom in Christ by knowing him, by walking in his way, and engaging with the changes he makes in us and through us as we focus on service to him and others. This freedom transcends the human freedoms that we've been talking about, which we love and enjoy, that are so desired in this world, but it provides peace in this life, the freedom with Christ. We can live for him forevermore. God is waiting for us to respond to his love so that he can fulfill our heart's desires for true intimacy. So, so many people live in a self-imposed slavery. That's our point. God wants to heal our wounds and bring us to a place of living free in a loving relationship with him. So this 4th of July, enjoy the freedoms we have in America, but also we hope you enjoy that freedom that we have in Christ. Well, happy 4th of July this weekend. That's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and social media director, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who sits across the table from me and makes this show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.
Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.